Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Monday night. Thank you very much for taking time to come out and join us uh, wherever you are. Maybe you're huddled in, trying to stay warm, uh, because I, I know, like, even, like, southern areas, like, it's cold outside. Now, not like John and, and Ben Stowe cold, but, like, you know, cold for where they're at. So... Yeah, that's called no common sense cold. Is how we all talk about it. Twenty two yes, below. Yeah. Well, is... you mean where you mean where John and Ben are? Yeah. 20... Why would you live there? That makes no common sense. Yeah. Beautiful. Sense. I, heard, Beautiful. I heard Ben say something last week, and he was there. Were, there was conversation going on, and and somebody said about being cold, and he's like, "I couldn't be where it's warm," and I'm like, "I can't be where you're at. There's there's no way, no no way." Yeah, but if you if you're there, eventually, you know, your your blood gets so thick that you either. You know, you you can't remember what it was like, type of thing. You know, when it was warm. Wow. Or you just freeze and it and it kills brain cells. Extreme, I'm not sure. Maybe that's it. The extreme denial is a big thing for us up here. I'm just gonna say it. Yes, I I would believe it. I would believe it in a heartbeat, and I think you would need to. But so anyway, let's I, start I do off. want to thank you all for taking time because we've got a show tonight. Uh, that did. a whole show. I, it is. It is. And and it's going to be a good one. Well, it's not. But we're going to pretend that it is because we want to know. We, we want to know some of the things that you've done you know, some of the ways that you've customized your things, because I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm not happy with some things and I want to do some changes. I'm just in a changing mood. Maybe that's it. That's it. The office is going to get three different looks this week. He's just, he's so excited yeah. about that. Yeah. But before we get to the, the topic for tonight's show, I think we need to touch on one of the big news stories from this past week about Spotify. Because okay. tonight's we were actually going to be talking about Spotify. This was going to be a, a big topic because it, it was kind of a thing I wanted to, in essence, we'll call it celebrate tonight. But instead of instead of us having it where 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 you know people are taking their music off Spotify and things, DJ and TV just got on to Spotify this past week. <laughs> so our did, we take, did we take Neil, Neil Young's spot? Is yes, yes, was? exactly. When he left, he's like, hey, we got an open spot. Anyone want to come in? And everyone else is like, yeah, we've got too much common sense to jump on this train right now. And we're like, baby, let's go. So anyway, DJ and TV shows are being um, being simulcast, broadcast, available um, on a, a playlist on Spotify now. So... Kind of took the fire nice. out of you know you know talking about that. Uh, where was this you know ten days ago, two weeks ago? Then we could have said yeah, and then then we could have said well you know we were going to take our stuff off for whatever reason it is. I don't that don't care, but yeah. Instead we are. I don't even know what's going on with that. Yeah, it's there's just there's there's things going on. But somebody's and, mad about somebody, and somebody else is mad about something, and as a result, they're all just gonna like. I'm on YouTube. Music. Take my ball and run home. I'm on YouTube Music. Everything's good there. Yeah, everything's good there. So, so yes, the uh, the shows uh, are the audio from our shows, um, the Howie Show, Brian and the Jay, and uh, our show. We put those up on a variety of different podcasts. Uh, Apple, they're all on Apple. They're on Spotify. They're on iHeartRadio. Um, so they're all over. And if you guys want to uh, be able to catch up with those and and uh, listen to them. You know, go out there. I think the most are on Apple right now. I think they can allow us to have 300 episodes out there. So we have 300 episodes that just continually, uh, as far as new ones come on, old ones get bumped off. So that's another another spot to be able to catch uh, catch things. So I have 80 some mixes on iTunes. Excellent. You can go there and, and look for me. I didn't know you could put mixes on iTunes until just recently. Yeah. 
I don't have iTunes, but I put them there. Yeah, that's an Apple thing, and that would be against your... It's not against anything. It's, again, back to common sense. <laughs> I don't want to be limited. I want to be able to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, where are we going to start so, with this? Because you said modifications to gear. Yeah. And that it, can really leave stuff wide open. So and where it can. are you thinking? Well, there's a lot of different areas in which we could talk about. Um, Dan has has done some things uh, or dreamed of doing some things with controller. Uh, his his table, um, I think, would be considered almost a, a some. Granted, it was a custom build, but there's there's modifications that he he has done uh, done with that, and more things he wants to do. Uh, looking at even even the controller, uh, you, you've been working for the last couple of weeks trying to to modify the look of your controller, and you have done that with past controllers um, and and done some things with that. So I think overall, over the history of us as entertainers and as people who are going out and using the tools on a regular basis we get to a point where we're going to modify things you know rock and roller carts uh, some people have have uh, you know put bags on them sewn bags on them at different times uh, and then of course rock and roller eventually made bags for them to go over the handles but there, there are things that we have done as djs or as entertainers to making little changes little tweaks that uh, that have made it uh, and made it easier to use the gear so that's what we're going to talk a little bit about uh, about some of those tonight, and and uh, and we'll be able to. One of the things we're going to look at tonight is MJ's got the the rain one, and he's been working on how to dress that up a little bit. And we're going to debut the debut that a little later. I've got the actual image of what he's going to be using. On the, it's all fired up and ready to go, and we'll show that in here in just a little bit. So, I have a disclaimer. Huh? Imagine that. <laughs> My, dis- my original disclaimer is is not as funny as this one. My disclaimer is uh, whatever John shows you, don't believe it. Um, <laughs> oh goodness! This my is- first my first disclaimer was uh, I don't care what anybody tells you. Duct tape and zip ties will make you a better DJ. I just haven't figured out how yet. That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, well, we have used both of those uh, duct tape or stage tape. Yeah, we've used that off off and on. Yeah, there's my disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, Brian. Brian, you've you've done a lot of a lot of these things, and you've done it much more uh, much more in depth than anything we're going to get into uh, get into tonight. And you've used that as a, a beautiful topic for a lot of your videos. So, Brian, the reason is because we only have an hour show. Oh, <laughs> with, with everything that you've done, yeah, we he, only have got, an hour show. He's got. So. He, he go much more. He's got. His, if you guys aren't from, you know, Brian is in the chat room. Uh, for those of you who uh, who haven't met Brian, there's a couple of people, uh, new people with us tonight that may not know Brian. Brian's got a YouTube channel out there. He's been with us at DJ and TV forever as good friend, and he is really one of those guys who looks at something, has an idea of how to fix that and make it better, and does it. And he's done some incredible things with uh, some DJ tables and uh, and and some lighting and how he's used it and sound. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys that. Uh, you know, he's the Bob the Builder of the DJ industry. You know, can he fix it? Yes. He, Brian the Builder. Yeah, Brian the Builder. So, <laughs> so next so, year yeah. at, 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 at Expo, that's what everybody has to call it. That's what he's going to have to get on his name tag. Instead of Brian S. Reed, Brian the Builder. Brian, no, there won't be. There will be. It'll be. It's out there. This is Brian the Builder. So, so I want to do. Kind of start. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about um, Dan. I want to controller cases. Now you you have yeah. been on a search for a control a specific need for a controller case. Kind of talk a little bit about what was out there and what you've been looking for and how that process has gone. Well, I, this this started back when I when I got the MC seven thousand. I did 
not want to have to take a take a take a case in with the controller and set up on the table. Okay, now I got to hook my my microphones in. Oh, now I've got to hook this. Now I have to hook in my uh, DMX controller, and now I have to hook in this and have to. And I didn't want you know cables everywhere. I didn't want to have to dress it up. I didn't want to have to hide it with the facade just because I had everything stuck out everywhere. So what I devised a, a while back, and I you know reached out to some other people to see what they were doing. Um, Michael Anderson out in, in California was doing something very similar. I was able to get a MC7000 case that had a two unit on the front. And when I got it and opened it up, I also noticed that there was a spot to put an extra set of rails halfway into it. So now I had a two set in the front. I had a two set in the middle that I couldn't really access, but I could use it to hold things and, and you know, or power conditioner, things of that nature. Uh, so I had that option. But I, I also had an opportunity. What I noticed with the, at least with the case that I had was when I had the slide rack come, in, come front, I had a gap that was big enough that I could put a one unit piece underneath the railing. So little by little, I ended up uh, devising a way to fit a power conditioner, two wireless mics, um, a patch panel on the front. Uh, what else? My U my DMX control DMX uh, Show Express box. I had a Wi-Fi router in there. Like I had I had everything I needed to basically roll in, plug cables into a couple places uh, as far as like the XLRs and the power, and I was running. I, I was ready to go. I didn't have to to hook everything up every time I walked in. Um, I even put on half wave antennas on the slide rack. So I drilled holes into the slide rack so that I could put half wave antennas to get that better signal out. So that was that was kind of my reasoning is I didn't want I didn't want to have to carry everything in and hook everything up. I wanted to roll in and be ready to go. And and that was the reason for it. Um, since then, I also realized it was 8,000 pounds. And so, yeah. you know, I mean, those cases are, those cases are heavy enough as it was. And then I put all this extra gear into it. Um, and, and I just, I just made it too, too heavy for myself too unrealistic for me to want to use for a long period of time. I mean, you think at the beginning of the season, all right, we're energized. We get to the end of season. We're beat. you know I mean? Like you've been going hard, especially if you try and do two in a weekend or three in a weekend, you just, you've lost all your energy and now you've got to try and lift this thing up and onto a table or, or, yeah. So the, the booth became my case, you know, but now it's on wheels. Now I was able to fit a lot of other things into it. Um, and, and I'll say that for when we're ready to talk about the booth. So, so you, you did some physical modifications where you were drilling and, and doing, uh, taking things apart, putting back together. When you were doing that, did you have any concern of or did the thought come to you about, okay, so someday I may want to have to flip this. I may want to sell this because I'm going to a different controller. Um, was that a concern for you at all when you were doing these modifications? No. Okay. Beca because with the exception of the drilling in, with the exception of the drilling into the slide rack to put the, put the half wave antennas, it really wasn't anything that was undoable. Um, to where I couldn't sell it, say, okay, I'm going to sell it for a used price. Like I, I, I was good. I, I take good care of my, con my controllers, my cases, everything else. So, you know, I get, in fact, having the spot for the half waves and, and being able to have those BNC connectors up, up top, maybe even been a benefit to, to the right person. 
Um, the, even the, even what I put underneath the the slide uh, the slide rack as far as the the wireless controllers when I put them in there, um, it was just a matter of of unscrewing a few things. And unless you look underneath the slide rack, it was it was fine. And, and to be honest with you, for for me, I I don't look at the flipping of the equipment as much as I do the use of it. Like I would rather. I would rather modify something to make it useful for me and to make it better for my events and make it easier on me for however long I may keep it. Sure. And then throw it in the trash if I have to versus, well, I, I better not do that because I might sell it, you know, four or five years down the road. Mm -hmm. And as a result, the case is still sitting over there on the floor. So <laughs> there is that. Um, MJ, you've done you've done some modifications when it comes to controllers um, specifically, and and it, it it hasn't been any you know drilling. I don't believe uh, you've never talked about that if you have, but you've you've changed the aesthetics of them a little bit. Um, let's just start right at the that same question: Has that as the resale value, trade in value, whatever, um, has that been a concern or a thought process uh, when you've gone and you've done those types of things? Um. <laughs> I would. I, I don't know. Was I telling Dan or you the story of the Guitar Center thing? Uh, I think you were, you were probably telling me. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember. I can't remember who I tell anything to. I tell the same story too many times. <laughs> um, those who have been watching lately, I've been trying to design the new rain and kind of because I try to. The business that we're in, it's a lot of one upmanship and it's a lot of show, plus it's a lot of, like I said, I very much look at what I do as being very professional. And I am my brand and the stuff I use is my brand. So I wanted to make it look better. And the previous one I had, um, I had stuff on it. If you've seen the 7,000. Well, I ended up trading because I worked through Guitar Center when I was getting the rain. <clears throat> I ended up trading mine in, and they sell it as a used item. And as I was posting pictures of um, the new design over on Instagram, somebody goes, Hey, I was just on Guitar Center's use site, and there's a controller on there with that same logo. <laughs> so they never took my logo off the thing when I traded it in. So someone's going to get a 7,000 with my logo on the skins. It looks just like this because this is the, the, the leftover one. <laughs> so um, the skins help with resale because I can show you one that, like I said, they designed them, especially this heavy. It's not like thin vinyl. This stuff's pretty heavy that they make the skins out of. It peels off really easy. But I can show you the difference of one that had it on there and one didn't have it on there. And you're going to say, this looks practically new. And you're going to say, why did you throw rocks at the other one? Wow. <laughs> at least for me, because I'm very, I use stuff. And you're taking it in and out places and multiple setups per night and different things like that. So there's a lot to it. Um, I believe just putting the skins on there, or whether it be magnets or stickers, because a lot of them you can do both, one or the other, um, it helps in resale. So do you in, obviously left the sticker on uh, the the one that you just traded in? But I mean, if you, typically you're gonna if you're gonna sell it to a guy down the street, do you take the skins off or how do you handle that? I will sell. Okay, here's two examples. One, I will tell them exact same thing I told the store. Do you want me to take them off of there? Now we'll get it. That's what I would tell the person. Sure. You want me to take them off of there? Now we'll get it. I actually bought one because I have a backup seven thousand, and I bought a skin for it so that I can sell it as a a much newer looking controller okay so it was something i spent a 70 dollars on to help me get a little bit more out of it that was the goal of it so stuff like that helps in resale just the same it's the same equivalent to me as someone buying bags for a set of speakers mm -hmm. 
it's just a good investment. Well, and, and MJ and I had this conversation, like within a year of having my 7,000, I was noticing that the, the screws on the top of mine, I, they gotten moisture from something. It just maybe just use of some sort. Um, and, and so some of them started to have kind of a rusty type of look to it, maybe even started to rust, rust themselves. Had I put a skin on it from the beginning, you know, I would not have had those issues. You probably would because the skins all have holes drilled out where that's oh, at. For the, so they're going to the be screw. exposed no matter what. Oh, even even for the screws? Yeah, they're cut. They're they're all dimpled. They're all poked out. So. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Well, then never mind. Yeah, then then. Um, my thing is, if you look at the crossfader on some of the ones I use, it's worn out from me, you know, scratching and stuff, and different faders and different things. And I have a bad habit of when I DJ, set my hand down by the, the to two channels. So, like, let's say this is the right and left channel. I'll set my hand down there a lot, and the oil from my fingers will it's actually take the, the paint off. Yeah. Um, on the rain one, before I decided what to do with it, I took a piece of clear uh, vinyl and put over that Area. cross plate just to protect it until I decide what I want to do. Um, but yeah, it's to me, like I said, it's like the same thing as buying bags for a speaker. It's just good to keep it long term. Plus, I said it makes you you stand out a little bit. Um, like I said, people have been seeing my designs and stuff the past couple weeks. If you follow me, I still have more. Apparently, John has one too. No, I've got um, the final one. Yeah, this but there's year, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that, like I said, that that I've customized over the years like that. Cases here and there because you mark those up with something. You're going to have to paint it if you want to sell it, I mm -hmm. think, for, for that. Very few people are going to take a case with my logo on there because you can't just peel it off, um, which I have done some modding to cases. Like Dan said, I actually I wanted to share this real quick. Um, I use this case. I can do this here. Hold on here. All right, so I found this on eBay. I may actually end up looking at this. For American Audio CD players back in the 90s. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, they sat in there like that. You know, there's three spots, you know, CD player, mixer, CD player. Um, this was in the 90s. And this thing with the two center, like this, weighs about 13 pounds. Well, I kept it. I wanted to sell it for the longest time and never did. And when I was looking at the Rain 1, I'm like, that's about the same size. And now I carry my Rain 1 around in that case. I took some uh, heavy felt and put in the center of it. You know, just to kind of make it easy, but it's now my hard carry case for the Rain One. And if I do want to have it with the cords plugged in, there's room enough to do that. But compared to the heavy cases now, like Dan talked about putting a bunch of stuff in there, I I don't need any of that. Mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. need a lighter case. And so something like that, you you take. I took the two slots out, so you do some modding, and I have a like I said, a 13 pound hard case to take with me places. So you kind of make things work. Like I, I could have went and bought something, but I'm like, I think if I, like I said, bought a little fell to you know, kind of make everything in the inside look, because it's over 20 years old, um, clean it up a little bit. And I still want to do some cleaning up on the outside and different things. Um, you can refurbish stuff and use it for a bunch of different things sometimes. Mm -hmm. If you have enough storage to be able to hang on to things like that. That's the other thing, yeah. Because, yeah, there's a room in my house that should not be stacked with cases equipment and stuff it should be it should be called a dining room okay <laughs> <laughs> but but in the back corner behind everything kind of hidden along the wall it just stacks up across there so yeah oh i know i think i've got if i had a, if I, I there's a friend of mine who who's in his uh late 20s lives at home uh DJs a lot like I do. Thanksgiving, his mom's like, "Hey, do you think you could move these things out of the living room for Thanksgiving?" 
<laughs> he would take the stuff in the house and just leave it there. Yeah, that's so, it. yeah, room is important if you have it. <laughs> that it would be. So over the years, um, I've, I've done... When we were doing more of the bar scene and we were doing the, that on a regular basis, that's where more of the modifications were, were coming in. And that's when we had the old 19-inch racks many times. They were the 19-inch SKB where you had had the the angled at the top and then you could put the CD players in the front. And uh, and, and, and MJ, you mentioned this earlier, putting a microphone, um, a mount system. That was one of the modifications that, that we did. That was the case that I just showed that I put one in the back corner uh, drilled in there and did an attachment in the corner. Will that hurt on resale? Possibly, you know, because it now has four holes that it didn't have before. So yeah, yeah. you have to make that decision whether you want to do that. Is that going to, like Dan said, am I worried about resale or is that going to benefit me for the time I need to use it? So yeah. And that 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 was one of the same situation we had is that when it came time to resell, the person that uh, was looking at it, he's like, yeah, I don't need a microphone. I don't do that type of, of work at that time. The other uh, modification that was very common is putting the uh, XLR jacks. You're drilling into the side of the case and putting XLR jacks in there so you could go right out of that to your amplifier case, which also then you added the XLR jack panel to that so you could plug in and have everything uh, conveniently accessible. Some of those worked really well, and I ended up uh, I was thinking about it. I thought I remembered ruining one case. Well, I went to, uh, went and looked and such, and I have both of those cases, which should be gone, but unfortunately they're not. I had ruined two cases trying to drill the holes because at the time I was using a, a drill bit that walked too much. So you mm. start drilling, and then all of a sudden, whoosh, and it makes this big hole, and then you, you put the mounts in there. Well, then they're kind of screwed in by a tiny little screw on the corners, and they couldn't get the corners. I, I made the holes too big so that you could never get the things to adhere properly or to... Uh, a fix on there properly so that was a, obviously a problem but yes there one I mean, once they're damaged like that there's no resale value because uh, they're not sealed they're not they don't look pretty so it was a, a learning lesson firewood yeah <laughs> footstool um, and and Don mentions uh, not being good at reselling stuff, and I think that's that's a part maybe with a lot of us. You know, there's more, way more I think of of people like myself who who do get stuff, you use it and it gets scuffed, and you just don't aren't very good at selling it, and you end up throwing it away more often than not. Over people like um, you know someone like Jeremy Lambie who it can uh, you know have one it's just, you know an eight channel mixer that's only got two channels left, and he finds that one person who wants a two channel mixer, you know that's. He just, that's just the way he, he gets lucky that way and, and can move things. And for a lot of us, we just, we just can't, can't do that. Um, okay. Let's see. I've got this picture I want to show here because I think that this is about time for us to, to, um, so again, if you follow MJ, he's been showing a lot of the different, uh, different proposals that he's put together for his, his rain one and how he wants this to look. And a lot of us have been voting, you know, three, four, five, six, you know, whatever one we really liked. And four with a little bit of six, seven it, with a little bit of four. Exactly, yes. We've been kind of throwing things around. And, and I, I sat down and I thought about it today a little bit more. And it's like, this was all just leading to what, what I've got here right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, this will, this is... The controller, this is how MJ will have his controller here because the important thing with it is he wants to brand not only the unit where you see the rain, but he wants to brand 
all the important things he's going to be using them with. So there's a whole bunch on there that just don't do anything. <laughs> well, they, no, they do. They they do. They they everything is it makes it excellent. I, I'm not sure what you're saying. Everything makes it. Everything either plays or stops. Right. It's all <laughs> yeah. does, right? Plays to or go stops. along with that, John. <clears throat> to go along with it, because this is one of the things on my list. I'm way ahead of you there. He's got it. Already. Nice. I can't. I can't. I can't see because it's behind the camera. Yeah. There we it's go. There. It's yeah, there. Yeah. No, that looks good. There we go. Um, and that's one of the things that in the skin that I'm looking at the skin. Um, I'm going to ask him, you know, there's a new skin, make sure Serato isn't on it anywhere. That was one of mine. Modifications like that. And uh, same thing, what you put the, the Mega Seg on that, I've already stickered before the first gig I did out. All the Serato things are covered with that. So, <laughs> I kind way of figured, ahead of you. I kind of figured that that was, was going to be the case, uh, that you would have that. And so, so when you're you're modifying one of the things that you can do with a controller is uh, is replacing the knobs i've seen as many people do that is that something that you have done uh on yours mj where's it at i just lost it i had it out the other day hold on he did with the 7000 i know that for sure yeah somewhere here is the whole knob thing because it the 7000 they don't fit on the rain but i've done not uh um knobs many a times a lot of it's just for aesthetic but with the rain one john bring that picture up again um unless you modded something on the picture i did not mod uh, any of the uh, things okay and you're going to see why I, i'm desperately wanting to get just hang on uh, a sec. two knobs changed uh, i've got to connect uh, connect back because that's actually on a remote computer I can bring it up on this if we Yeah, can. if you've got it handier, yeah. It's going to be quicker. Wait a few seconds here. Hold oh, on. wait a second. I, I guess I'm, I'm there. Share screen. There we go. And share. See, I like doing different knobs for right side, left side, uh, different volume knobs. But look at the high, mid, low, and gain knobs. Mm. They're mm -hmm. all identical oh, yeah. and i can tell you first couple of times i used it out i've reached to do something with the treble and i've grabbed the game sure <laughs> so that's one of the first things i want to do is, is change that out to make those something that didn't makes them stand out so i you know like no that's not a high mid low so, so i'm kind of surprised they didn't go for a different color there everyone else i've done they usually do those in gray i just because they have a you know they have the blue at the bottom um, yeah. I'm guessing high, uh, high pass, yeah, low pass, high, high pass low filter. filter. Yeah. So I'm surprised they didn't do something, even even just something subtle like that with like a gray. I could switch out, and I'm thinking about it. If you look at the stop time knobs on to the right of the platter, they're okay. slightly yeah. different color. I can swap those out. Mm, sure. To me, it's not a big enough color jump. I want to yeah. do something more. But yeah, so I like I said, a lot of times it's aesthetics for making yourself happy. Like I said, I work with this thing multiple times a week, and it's just for me a lot of it. But yeah, I did. I, I somewhere I had them here because the orientation. Like if you say seen the knobs, there's a flat point, so all the knobs are a D. Okay. Okay. And the orientation of where that flat spot is different for all the different brands, and it's exact opposite from virtual <laughs> terrain. I mean, not virtual <laughs> terrain from Denon terrain. What? What are you laughing so, about? So then the the knob would actually literally be like in, inverted. So instead of pointing at twelve o'clock, it's inverted, pointing at yeah. six o'clock. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, and just put it back on there and, and just remember it's the opposite side. Put some white out oh, where the yeah. line really there is. There you yeah. go. No or doubt. just spend three or four dollars and, and get new ones. Just white out's like fifty cents. I mean, I'm trying to save you some money. Pen. That's one of my tricks. Talking about modding stuff here. If I have something here, use I don't a know sharpie I have... for the use a sharpie for the wrong one and put a whiteout pen for the right one, and, and you're I, done. I don't know if I have a knob here anywhere I could show you, but I have a thing because I set up in the dark all the time, and you never know about the USB cords which side is up. So I have a highlighter pen that I always highlight the top. This one's not done because this is something that's new. So anytime I'm setting up, I, I can just look at the white side, the little mark, as opposed to the other side, and I know which way to plug it in. And that's something I do with electric cords and everything. Up is always white, so I need to plug a USB, a power cord, anything. It's marked. So that's a trick right there for doing things. Little whiteout pen. Mm -hmm. Got to do. Liquid paper. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. I have little tricks. I do a lot of little tricks like that. So, yeah, I, I totally forgot about it. That should have been on my list. <laughs> what? Uh, Don, Don's talking about his uh, his S11 and Rain uh, doing some things with that and getting it all customized. So when he's doing his uh, when he's doing his his mobile things and performing around, they could be all yeah. customized. Here, here's one that was on the floor. So that's what I have marked. So I know that's the upside. Hmm. And the, and, the, and the other side there, too. Nice. So, little things like that can save you on the controller. Also, I have different little white lines of tape to mark where the power button is. And, you know, like, depending on, I can look at it and go, if it's skinny, if it's turned this way, opposed to this way. Power, USB, uh, master, left side, booth, left side. So, in the dark, I don't have to look behind and see what it is. I know... This is this, the wider line, this is this wide thick line, is the master out, main, left side, because most of the time I'm plugging in only one. Booth out, have that marked, The US, which there's an A and B USB, have A marked, and where the power switch is, so I don't have to feel around for it, I just go, yeah, it's right there. Mm -hmm. Little things like that save you. Yeah, no, that's a really good idea. They're uh, appreciating your, your uh, tips there in the, in the room. I tell when we're when he said this, I'm like I have a couple, and I'm thinking about all these little things that I do. And I'm like, oh yeah, I can probably talk about that. On my list, I have don't stop to uh, to make your gear better. Stop using Mega Seg and stop playing Huey Lewis. Um, but you know we can't count that really, can we? Um, no, because if we if we do that, our our quality of performance will decline. <laughs> quality of performance decline. Can you really call it a performance when you play? Do either of those things? Incredible. I have another good one that you guys probably deal with more than I do, uh -huh. and I want to see your opinion on this. Um, I started doing it back in the days with mixers, because not all controllers have them now, but mixers almost always had talk over switches, like physical switches, yeah. to, to, to duck the music and, and talk. And I had the worst habit of setting up at a club and could not figure why I can't get much volume out of my, oh, my setup. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then partway, like 15, 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh, that ducking knob is sweet. So I got to the point of taping down to one side, or even one of them, I removed the knob completely. So if you wanted to do it, you had to stick like a pen down in the hole and click it like a shift in gears. Um, that's something there. That and I, I have friends that tape down the crossfader because they. I have a friend that bumps it with his belly. He says. Yep. Um, so little things like that. Have you guys with Mike's stuff? Have you done any kind of modifications to the knobs of stuff you do 
for reasons like that. I, we had to tape, um, literally tape the, the ducking um, to keep them from pushing it because uh, there was one of the nights in the, uh, the system we had in the bar and I was getting, I got a call uh, before cell phones. So they went to the bar phone to call my, where the venue that I was at. And then it's like, DJ, there's a phone call for you. It's like, what? You know, I'm doing a wedding at some VFW. I can't get any volume out of the system. It's just really quiet. Okay, music is quiet. Yep, I've got it all the way up, but it's really not that loud. But my microphone's really loud. Oh, well... Thank you for that piece of information because that there's a little button over there. And sure enough, then pull the volumes down, push the button, then bring the volumes back up and see if. Oh yeah, turn the volume down first. That's <laughs> yeah. <what it> is. <laughs> and, and it must have worked because we never. You know what? That's what it was. So yeah. at, at that time, we ended up cutting a little piece of cardboard that was the and that put that on there and then just basically uh, do some black du duct tape yeah. and just made it so that it couldn't be to couldn't be accidentally pushed. Yeah. Mentioning the belly idea. Um, I've got a, a, a friend who, uh, in order to keep from hitting the crossfader, 3D printed a little bracket that basically, to yeah, to lock yeah. it into, into I've that I've seen those, yeah. Place. I might have seen some of them doing that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and that uh, worked very well for their, their side. Um, on, for my side with my controller, I wanted to have some little kind of a, a headphone bracket that we'd slip down into the uh, into the little the little latch system because there's the little the the lid has the latch that comes down and catches on the bottom so you've got this little gap that's about an eighth of an inch where you can actually slide something into so uh, we had a little piece a little piece that comes down in and it has a wing on it so that the headphones can can go on that because when I use my Z table you have to hang the headphones there's nowhere to put them on a table of some sort because those Z tables are the exact same size as my controller case. Uh, I have, I did a solution with that. Again, all these little modifications, and I don't know if you want to go there yet or not, because Dan was talking about, uh, um, what, what, what uh, um, Booth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I don't know if I'm going to be able to share this very well or not. This is the back side of the booth that I recently built. I don't know if you want to call it a booth or not. Um, table. Table, whatever. But that sure, is sure. a headphone hanger that I bought down here in the left-hand corner. Uh, same sort of thing. Clips on the table. It rotates all the way around 360, so you can have that little arm anywhere you want um, to put the headphones. But this is when I'm DJing uh, on the floor at one of the casinos. And this is my setup, my my whole thing. Um, if I can find that, that's... Hold on here. That's from the front. With my little TV. That's another thing I was working on. I know I have something there. That's the crowd. People partying. More people partying. That's afterwards. <laughs> that girl was named Whitney. I never met somebody named Whitney before. <laughs> but I have a video here somewhere from the side. I'll have to look it up later. Um, but that's, again, modifying stuff. I wanted something really small to be taken in places. I do a couple, um, what do you call it? Um, like cafe, outdoor cafe kind of things in the sure. summertime. And I kind of wanted to design something for myself. So I took one of the uh, Roland Z piano stands and made a table with it. And I have a little place there where I can put all the cords that everything plugs in is on a, like a snake. All right. So I pull it out of the box, up onto the table. Everything plugs in right when I'm done. Off the table, down into the box. And everything is contained in that when I, when I go places. So 
I know Dan did a lot of little modifications with his like that. That's why I said I wasn't sure if we want to talk about that yet or not, but the headphone thing reminded me of that. Sorry. Yeah, well, that's where, where I want to head, head next is, uh, you know, we kind of started talking about Dan's, Dan's desire to try to build the controller case with the most weight possible, and he succeeded. But then he decided to get, he wanted to try to make the biggest portable table system that would take three men and a boy to push up a ramp. And I think he succeeded there too. So let's talk about your, uh, your, your traveling booth there, Dan. So uh, I will say that I, I purposely also tried to make it as light as possible. So really it only takes myself um, to get it in to, to the trailer usually. After he's eating um, his can of spinach. Yes. Well, sometimes I need to. So, so one of the things that that kind of irked me also when I would when I was going into a venue was having to make multiple trips. You, you know, when I I would have my case, I would have my Evolve fifties, and you know, I would have my controller. Um, you know, I would just have all these all these pieces um, that I was bringing in, and, and so I figured, you know what, if I'm going to do a booth, if I'm going to do this do this piece to make it cleaner than than dealing with the table because I was just partly was just hating the look. I wanted something that was going to be able to also carry the gear. So when I was when I was specking out how I was going to what I was going to put in there, I made sure that it was wide enough that it would carry the bases um, for the Evolve 50s in the bottom and the tops. I created a shelf in the middle that would fit them laying down. So I was able to then not only am I now carrying everything in, uh, or, or not only am I having a, a thing to perform behind, it also now serves as my cart hmm. for, for carrying things in and out. Um, the only thing that I, I don't feel really great about putting my, my four bar try up on top, I've got a protector for my, for my controller, but I still don't feel wild about putting it up on top sometimes. Um, so that's usually, I go back and I carry it in a second time. Uh, but I also made this functional into the point that I've seen a lot of people who install their mics into the rack and, and they install, uh, you know, ex extra things that they might do to it. Uh, I wanted to make sure that if I decide that I'm going to be a place where the booth isn't going to work, it, it's I'm up on a stage, I'm whatever. Uh, my rack actually comes out. Hmm. So, so the piece that holds my that holds my dual my dual microphones, it has my digital mixer. It has my patch panel. It's got my firming conditioner. It's got all that stuff. All I have to do is basically unhook the XLRs, unhook the power, and I can take that out and go with it wherever I need to. Um, so it, it's been it's been a very interesting process, kind of going through it. Um, you know, modification. I wish I would have known to make it probably an extra two inches shorter. I still could have fit the speak or fit the uh, speakers in. And, and carried them without and, and giving me a little bit more clearance through doors. I made sure it was handicap accessible. So I wasn't, you know, I was going to be able to get through most doors, but I don't have a whole lot of clearance there. So if I had just an inch or two less, I think it would have been better. But those are the things you'll figure out later. Um, somebody said, where did I get my booth? Uh, I build it. Actually, so, I think so that was uh, talking um, MJ's. Oh, okay. Uh, well, but they, they, you have to read the comment about Dan's there, John. Dan, yeah, down a little farther there. Uh, uh, da -da 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 -da, Dan's uh, the world's first DJ booth with the basement. Yes, uh, it wasn't the basement; it was the uh, the enclosed swimming pool that made it weird. I mean, just gonna say it. Um, and then, I thought it was the sauna. 
Yeah. Maybe it was. No. It was. You know. Again, I'm up here. I don't. I don't know what sauna is. I'm in Minnesota, so we don't know what they what, have saunas. You just don't know what it is. I, I just don't know what they are. It's actually, you know, a temp at 50 degrees. Um, so, so I will say, you know, I, I did work to make it light enough. So that was one concern I had was, and if you decide that you're going to go the direction of building a booth, whether it's something like mine or whether it's just DJ furniture in general, you know, think about the movement aspect of it. You know, how are you moving in? How are you moving it out? You know, yes, you might have an assistant, but what happens if the assistant can't make it that day? Now you're doing it by yourself. Are, are you going to be able to do this um, on your own? So I, per, I made mine out of aluminum. Uh, I had aluminum tubing that I didn't make it, I should say. I hired somebody to make it for me. Uh, and that was that actually was the biggest cost of the whole thing was was having that part, that framing built. Sure. But as a result, before I put anything on it, I could take that and lift it. I could grab one end and the other end and just lift it straight up. And it was, it was light enough to do that. So, you know, that, that was the one piece. And, you know, you do also have to think about, you know, I, I had to think about how do I put in my trailer? Uh, that was a modification. I, I then had to make a modification to my trailer because there's a gap in my trailer between the door, between the ramp door and the inside that my casters got in and stuck a couple times. And I went, what do I do? Um, so that was one thing. I also had a had a new easy rack I had to install so that it would be able to be strapped into the trailer and not go for a ride like it did twice. Um, so little <laughs> things like that that um, you know you just don't think about. Uh, but I would also say one of the things that I've been able to do, you know, some modifications that I made, you know, I carry in with me a set of carpets so that I don't have to gaff tape things down. Um, that you know that's one of the things that I was kind of a pain. I got that idea from, uh, from Brian Harris in Ohio, where I put, uh, stair runners. So they're nice, clean. They're a little bit thicker than what you'd have for say gaff tape, but they, they cover up the cables, cables really nicely. Um, I also stick and I wish I had it with me, but like those Velcro straps, I permanently, not permanently, I, I feed it through and I leave mine attached to the cord. And I don't know if that's what you're supposed to do initially, because it, and for the longest time, I would always wrap them and then stick that stick the um, stick the Velcro on it afterwards. And I, I stick it on it now so that it's it's easily done. It's right there, ready to go. And it's always at the court. And I use it to attach it to the, the poles when I'm, you know, if I'm running a power cord or I'm running a, a DMX cable up to something. So I'm, I'm afraid John's laughing so much. Yeah, they're so, they're he's so strong. Akia was told. <laughs> Love it, Howie. Yeah. Uh, my goodness. Yeah, it, actually, my, my booth uh, does double up as my trailer now. That That's that's my name. I told you you need to put a hitch on that thing when you made it. I'm like, <laughs> you're putting a hitch on it. No, I don't need it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's getting pretty pretty large. Um, I have some other pictures I want to share real quick of mine, yeah, just yeah. so if anybody has any questions. Again, this is, this is still in the process of being built. I'm still tweaking things. So real quick here. I'll zip through them, I promise, really fast. All right, so this is that little thing underneath that I run all the cords through and uh, hide the cords when I travel. This has been made bigger, so I have a bigger one there now, okay? So basically, all the stuff, that's the TV. I have an arm coming out from it that attaches to the TV there. I just, the TV goes separate. That's what, look, again, all of this is even cleaned up more because that box is bigger. The top is two 12 by 36 inch shelves with a piano. Um, uh, hinge in the center so when I'm transporting it it just folds in half and you set it on top um, let me get through some here that's the top 
Because I just wanted something comfortable that I could work on that had some weight and sturdiness. That's what it looks like from the side with the TV. Um, I just threw a monitor underneath of it that night, but you can do whatever you want to do. Um, but that's kind of what I wanted, something small and easy, like for the little cafes that I do, something I can work on. That's what it looks like from the front. I think it looks pretty good from the front. And Dan talked about um, transporting it, and I will show you the transport. I had to scroll way down here. Okay, here we go. And uh, is that going to work or not? It's all blurry. There we go. So this is the whole thing transported uh, with the TV and a monitor and everything. Controller, TV, you can see the, the, the top is right there mm -hmm. uh, in that middle. That's the rolling thing. That's how far it folds up. All of that. So that's that simple and small, and that's kind of what I wanted. No, it's not for weddings and stuff like that. But like I said, for the stuff I, I do, I, I like it a lot. It's just having something solid and small and quick, but that's professional. It doesn't look like a fold-out table. It looks, you know, kind of its own thing. So, mm -hmm. Excellent. For, for those of you that are wanting to see, I saw a couple of things in the chat. They, I don't know if they were talking about mine or, yeah, or yeah, yours. Yeah, if you got a picture of it. Uh, show it. Um, that that can't happen because my computer hates me. Um, <laughs> well, while MJ was showing his thing, I decided, oh, let me go ahead and try and open the folder that it's in, and my Zoom went unstable. Um, I have an issue with with my personal computer where if I try and do stuff, the Wi-Fi just decides it doesn't want to work. So, um, yeah. Is it on your you know, on your Facebook page, Dan? It's on my Instagram. Uh, hold on here. Ten, give me ten seconds here. We're friends on Instagram, aren't we? I don't know. I don't know. Dan's, we are, but I don't know if you're on my business one. Dan's pretty particular. What would it be? DC? Entertainment. PA. Yeah, right there. Okay. And he's like, it's opening up, trying to find a picture of it. How far down is it? Last. People, people, people table, people, monogram, monogram, stuff on a shelf. It's not an elf, though. There's no elf on a shelf. No, no elf on a shelf. No, that's that's definitely um, for sure. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna share here, and you can tell me where it's at compared to this. Actually, wait a minute. I, I probably can bring it up through my Instagram oh. because it's, I'm not opening another folder. Oh, so okay. This is my, Dan's Instagram. Follow uh, him on Instagram. He is DC Entertainment PA. Follow him on there. I'm DJ Michael Joseph, and I am MJ IG as an in Instagram. I am MJ IG. So go ahead, Dan. All right. So. His is slick looking. I really do like it. It's it's to me. It's anytime you can do anything other than that giant facade that hides everything. That's a good thing. Oh, yeah, so there you go. go. That that's a picture from the front. Um, you can see I, I put a put a nice 55, 58 inch screen on the front, so that way it would uh, I can use it for for monogram and stuff like that and the piece. I'm trying to see. If I I know I don't have any pictures on my Instagram of the backside mm -hmm. um, because I just wouldn't have put that up there. So. Not showing behind the scenes. Well, I did on my on some of my other stuff, but I didn't. So yeah, just I'm messing like, with you. Just like the Wizard yeah, of Oz. DM me, DM me through Instagram, and I'll, I'll make sure that I share those pictures if you're curious. Can we see the scuff marks from when it got away in your in your trailer and didn't kind of the decided trim. to ride on its own? The trim falling uh, off. And... Actually, in that let's see when when was that one? That was October. No, that was cleaned up by that point. Let's see. Yeah, it was it was early on. I think yeah. it was your first or second outing with it. Yeah, it was really quick after. First couple outings, it actually went through went yeah. through the ringer. Um, There's a lot of learning process, and, and like that's the other thing. Tonight's about modding stuff. Um, if you want to do stuff, give it a try because you might 
not succeed the first time, but the first time might give you the idea how to do it perfect the next time. Mm -hmm. um, it's the little things that if you are able to try, you have the room to, to tear something down, to put it back together, the ability, the tools, a friend to help, anything like that. To me, it's worth it. You know, I've been working on this booth since the like, beginning of December. Um, and I'm, and that's, you know, two full months and I still, the other night I'm tweaking things on it and I'm still trying to decide what to do with it. But by summertime, when I'm doing those little outdoor cafes, it's going to be real quick to set up, tear down, not take up much room, be kind of fresh, exciting, that sort of thing. That's You're my right. goal. Yeah. And that, that quickness and speed, I think is going to be so, and, and so like attractive. I said, a lot of those venues, I'm not allowed, I'm a, I'm a not allowed, um, I'm not allowed to take up a lot of space. So mm -hmm. yeah. And I don't want to be just on a folding table. I want to be unique. I want, I want that to be part of my brand. So yeah. And I think some of the the modifications that we do, whether whether you're talking about something like MJ's thing or, or mine or or even the stuff that John did, I mean, there, there's two reasons really when it comes down to it as far as why you want to make modifications. One is, you know, to, to as MJ said, to set yourself apart, to make yourself look different, um, to do something that other people at least in your market are not doing you know that that was and again that was per, that was the purpose of mine with the with the furniture i wanted something different i was tired of of the look that i had and i was tired of just setting up a facade you know if i wanted to and and then i was tired of of it you know not you know with not having the facade like just the look and, and everything else but then there's also the other side where the modifications come down to just making your job easier you know, one of the one of the things that I'm I'm thinking about doing is, um, or and potentially save you money, um, is to create a microphone box because there's still the ability to do a wired mic on my seven thousand. So do is that just Dan or all of us? I think Dan. He was he was doing so. Back. Is it there? No. Bueller? How are we doing out on chat line? I, we're showing green. We're showing green on the signal going out. While, while he's frozen, is he back? I see a little eye movement. I'm back. It's me. It was me. Okay. Pretty sure it was me. Um, I don't know where I where you lost me. I have a real quick, a little quick one here. This is one that I thought of uh, earlier tonight. And this isn't necessarily a modification, but it helps you with things. So I have two. One are these little foam pads that normally one side is sticky, the other's not. And I stuck two of them back to back. And this is if you ever set up equipment on a table that's real slidey, put these underneath the feet of it and it will lock it in place. And they don't take up any room to take with you. They don't look bad if they're sitting under the feet of something. They're really simple to keep stuff from sliding around. And the other one is for if you ever have to set up a controller on a table and you wanna have the feet of your computer stand underneath, but it won't quite go, I have the same thing of these heavy rubber things that I carry with me, so I can put those in the back. It doesn't raise it up so much that it becomes uncomfortable to DJ, but it will raise it up just enough to where I can get the feet from the computer stand underneath of there if, I, if I'm in the kind of space where I need to have the feet underneath. Sure. So little things like that um, are always in the bag. That's all the room it takes. Um, do these things for yourself, like Dan said. It, it will make, because it's your job. You know, you're just going to make your job eat. Little things matter. You know, that's why I don't have Megaseg anywhere. I don't know why. I just don't. Yeah, I gotta, know. I gotta go to the bathroom. Now. 
Uh, so coming up next, I just put the link into the uh, chat room there, djntv.com slash chill. You guys can bounce out there. Howie will be doing the uh, their Monday night hanging out with Howie time frame. You can come in there and have some fun. They're going to chat uh, for about 20 minutes and do a recording, the weekly recording, and then having a good time of uh, hallway talk after that. Uh, tomorrow night we'll be uh, uh, running the uh, last week's Tuesday night show, which is Brian, Jay, and Howie. Uh, we're chatting with Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy DePalmo is down there, and they were talking a lot of that New York music scene and, and such, and that will be going at 9 o'clock Eastern tomorrow night. Then at 10 o'clock Eastern will be the weekly music show with Jay, uh, Jay Brian, and Howie. And they talk... Uh, uh, some weeks get really in depth in, in that music world there and have some fun with that. So uh, then that happens in the chill room at djntv.com slash chill. Uh, and again, that's 10 o'clock Eastern tomorrow night. So uh, that's what we got going on. Um, one one slight program change, you guys, if you do go to the chill room, you've seen the the role of the February 21st as our next DJ TV training because we usually go the third Monday of the month. For February, we're moving it to... February 15th. So that'll be on a Tuesday night. And we're going to be talking about uh, making playlists um, and making a crate uh, with some songs and such that you could be using for this summer. And we've got uh, different people talking about different uh, music genres and things for the night. So that'll be on Tuesday night, the 15th. Uh, that'll be going from 8 until 10 o'clock uh, Eastern. And then at 10 o'clock Eastern, then uh, Jay and Brian are going to be uh, going in, pl- actually in the children, playing some music and talking uh, about some some kind of forgotten songs that could be making uh, making your summer playlist. So that'll be all going on February 15th um, that evening. So, okay. I think that's it for, for tonight. All right. Well, hopefully you saw something tonight that was a modification that you want to take and make your life easier or you learn from our mistakes. Either way, uh, hopefully you enjoyed tonight and, and you're going to run with it and have some good times. Have yourself a good rest of your night. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.